Welcome to the Wild and Free podcast series for those interested in having conscious conversations. I'm Sally Williams. And I'm Emily Figgis. And how exciting, Em. This is our first podcast together. I know. How cool is this? I know. I'm excited. Yeah. So we need to start from the start. It's from the very, very beginning, right? Mm. Who are we? Mm. Who are you? Do you want to go first? Yeah, absolutely. Why would you be interested in us? Yeah. Little old us. Um. So I'm Sally Williams and we don't need to go all the way back. You don't need to hear the whole where I'm from and da What da. school shoes you wore. No, no. All that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but what you will be interested in uh, from a conscious awareness, spiritual perspective maybe even, that I've had a big shift and transition from a mainstream hair and beauty career to a life purpose mentor or an intuitive life pur- purpose mentor. and. That was a really interesting time of my life. So that that was the part that I thought, let's start there. So that was probably, and I'm not great with time, so I'm going to start trying to place this and give you, <laughs> give you a, a sense of timing. But the next podcast I might come up with a, a different take on it. And I think eventually <laughs> in one of the podcasts we'll, we'll talk about how time is not linear and this is why we now struggle to, mm. to place time because mm. it's, yeah, it's not how we've always thought about it, but that's something for a future date. It absolutely is. So maybe 10 years ago, maybe it was 10 years ago, sure. <laughs> I'd been hairdressing for 27 years, I know that for sure, and I started to get a sense of not feeling complete anymore in that process or that career. I owned the business, I'd been flogging myself, I'd been re- working really hard, had staff, had all the clients, had it all happening earning thousands of dollars a week. There was a lot of reason to keep going, keep doing it that way. Um, But there was something inside of me that just kept going, no, this isn't it anymore. This isn't, Mm. there's more. There's more for you to do. There's more for you to be. And it just got louder and it got more uncomfortable and it got harder to not listen Mm -hmm. and to distract myself and to do all the things that I've been doing and to just keep running and pushing and staying in the masculine and the busy. And I just it got harder to do that. I had a bit of a mental lapse, breakdown, fetal position one morning in the corner sort of scenario that sure. sort of lasted three weeks. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You might been, been there as well. Yes. <laughs> we all got to get our own version of that. Yeah. Some spiritual types might call it a deep, what is it? A deep, deep night of the soul. Yeah, that's it. So, you know, well, the dark night of the dark soul. Night of Sorry, soul. That, that might have been what it was, but it was a turning point and mm-hmm. it really made me take a deep look <laughs> at what was going on, who I was, how I was showing up, what wasn't aligned, what wasn't feeling good anymore. And I just couldn't keep going on that level. So once I had that experience, I started deeply questioning what did I want to do and I didn't know. I didn't know what I want to do but I knew I had to do it more deeply. I had to help women more deeply than just putting them up on the outside with beautiful hair and general conversations about weather and, you know, the niceties of a hair salon. I knew there was way more in me and I didn't know. I had no other qualifications. I didn't know what that looked like but I just had a real deep sense that, okay, it's time to move on and do something else. But the trick was I started to do it through my mind because that's the only way I knew how at that time. So I started thinking and thinking and overthinking and I had no real, I had a lot of control issues at that time and no real skill at going inside or going Mm. within. So as it does, what started showing up was um, someone invited me to a meditation group 
And I started on that journey, I went to the meditation group and I started learning how to calm my mind, tune within and to realise there was this higher part of me, this other part of me, which now I understand as the higher self, but at the time I had no idea what it was. I just knew that there was a part that was more truer, mm-hmm. was more of the real me, that my head and the voice in my head, I started to realise that wasn't the true me. It was like a really weird experience. Yeah. It's like freaked me out there for a bit. And it's it got a very personality split, isn't and it? It felt like it. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I was losing my mind and I was losing my <laughs> mind. Um, so I learned over a year or two period to go within and to start asking, okay, if it's not hairdressing, what is it? Mm-hmm. Instead of just trying to work it out through my mind because I kept forcing things and, you know, doing the lists and, oh, what about this? Uh, course what about Mm. you know I could go off and do this or I could I've always wanted to be a psychologist maybe it's you know and I was like trying to work it out and it just got more and more confusing but meditation really was my savior and it really that group over that year or two really Mm. helped open me up and and start um at that time then breadcrumbs what I call now breadcrumbs little pathways little ideas inspiration started showing up and then what seemed out of the blue which was so perfectly divine timed was this pathway pathway that opened up. A friend invited me to a Doring Virtue event called Angel Oracle Readers Course. It was her last event ever in wow. in Melbourne with Radley Valentine, yeah, and a couple of other local people, which their names right now are eluding me, but that's cool. And I went thinking I was just trying to get away from my family, have a weekend away, go shopping, <laughs> yeah. eat nice food. And, you know, maybe attend some of it, but I didn't think it was for me. I didn't think it was definitely didn't think it was like trying to show me this new pathway of, you know, being an intuitive and helping women deeply in that way. I had no concept. My sister was quite spiritual and a tarot reader and I classed her as hippie and out there and I felt very mainstream and very normal and not at all. You know, I had these very strong stories around what it was like to be a psychic or an intuitive So I didn't think that was for me. I just thought I was going to, you know, have a bit of fun and shop and eat good food. But as soon as I walked in that room, I felt the energy. I started crying. I felt immediately at home and I knew, oh, fuck. Yeah, (laughs) we can say fuck on this one. (laughs) I'm meant to be in this. I'm meant to be here. This is like. I'm, this is it. I'm meant to be here. And that whole weekend I learned how to, she used the blah technique where you learn to tap into all your senses and just blah it out, say yep. what you're feeling, sensing, knowing, feeling, um, let it all just come out and, mm-hmm. and you can't get it wrong. And I read for strangers that weekend and it just blew me away, blew them away, and it was an incredible experience. And on the way home in the car that was the first time I ever had a channeled experience. So it just hit me like this idea, the name Soul Nurture came to me. It felt inspired. It felt sparkly. It was like pay attention to me. Yes, it still came through my mind. Yes, it still was a thought, but I knew it wasn't from me. Mm-hmm. And so I knew this is the new business direction. This is what I have to do. And I immediately sort of took off in that direction and with a lot of fear, but some excitement and some ability just to trust whatever was the fuck was going on yeah. at the time just to keep following it and um I did and that's sort of where my transition and change into this more spiritual way of being existing and helping people more deeply in the world so my intuitive mentor work came you know a few years down the track but I mm. started from here 
and beauty, owning a salon and then transitioning over a year or two to um, intuitive readings and, and started working both clients and readings until I was able to secure a career completely in readings and I added Reiki and there were other things that came along with that and then eventually did my own mentoring experience which just blew me away and showed me how taking people through a beautiful long process over a period of time, 10 or 12 weeks, and working really deeply and clearing all of the blocks and the obstacles in the way that they can really come home to themselves, get to know themselves. And I knew from that experience, which was about three and a half years ago now, um, that I wanted to be a mentor. Yep. And um, nothing's really helped me back since I've realised that and worked with that. So what about you? Tell me a bit about, you know, how your transition and yeah. journey. That, you know, well, really I love your story um, in, in just how intricate it is that you've gone from this very, um, you know, f- surface level into your spirituality. Mm. Um, mine's c- kind of similar in that it rocked my boat, tipped me upside down and I thought I was drowning. Mm. Um, so I was about five years ago. <clears throat> I was 28 going through my Saturn return. Mm. I came out of a 10-year relationship. I came out of the closet. Yeah. Um, and from that point I just I had had this feeling that I'd been asleep for a really long time, particularly all of my adulthood. Yeah. Um, and when I look back on that relationship, that 10-year relationship that I was in, I was just like I'd stopped learning, I'd stopped being a sponge for knowledge, for anything, having my own ideas, having my own opinions about anything. Um, and then... Once that relationship ended, it was like the floodgates opened. Yeah. Um, had my fetal position moment, yeah. um, and then once that, once I kind of recovered from that, mm. I just started really asking myself what I wanted and what I wanted to do. And I was working full time um, in local government at that stage, and going through burnout, going through adrenal fatigue, um, and my life had changed in every way, shape and form that I could from recognition to complete unrecognition. Mm. And I ended up taking some time off, going on a trip and trying to work out what made me happy. Mm. Um, Realised it certainly wasn't that 10-year relationship. Mm -hmm. It certainly wasn't the people that were in my life at that time. Um, And a lot of it actually wasn't me. It it was I wasn't making myself happy. Mm. Um, That was probably the biggest realisation was that I was the common denominator in all of that. Yeah. And I started finally asking, well, who do I want to be and how do I want to live my life and what does that look like? Mm, Great questions. Yeah, so they were pretty massive. Um, And I ended up having going back to work and having a day off in the middle of the week and I called that my soul day. I don't know where I pulled that from, oh, wow. and but I just that's what I called it. What age would you be this time? Uh, twenty nine, mm. just before my thirtieth birthday, mm. and I think that though that lasted for a couple of months where I'd have the um, Wednesday off in the middle of the week, and my rules were: do not do any chores, shopping, housework, any of that on that day. You don't make any plans. You All you get to do is wake up in the morning and ask yourself what you want to do. I mm, love that. 
and every single experience was different but every single one was something that made my soul sing. Yeah. And I'd never experienced that soul singing joy, delight, happiness since probably before I, like when I was a child. Yeah. And Um, give yourself permission to do that. Yeah. Big. Yep. Important um, step, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. So from there, I, um, you know, I, I was either spent mostly spending time in nature or going out to um, eclectic, occult, um, ethereal shops and stuff. Um, all the way down the Mornington Peninsula, Phillip Island, up into the Mount Dandenongs, just trying to find different sources of information, inspiration. Definitely um, seeking. Yeah, yeah. I was mm. definitely very much a seeker and an explorer, and mm. um, I look back on that time always with such fondness about how well I connected with myself mm. so quickly. And you've been guided for sure. Yeah, and it wasn't about spending money. No. It wasn't about external fulfillment. It was mm. just about seeking, appreciating, understanding mm. myself. Mm. Um, and from then I, you know, started doing meditation. Um, I'd been doing some meditation that year for the very, very first time and I think that's actually what started throwing my old life out of balance because mm. for me when I couldn't, it was like that disconnect in my life was the light was shone on as soon it as I started really obvious, doesn't it, when you oh, start meditating? Absolutely. You start yeah. really becoming very aware. Mm. And there was things there that I had ignored for five, six, ten years mm. and and I just couldn't ignore them anymore. Mm. And so it felt like my whole world was crumbling and that mm. I was losing everything mm-hmm. but it was just a stripping back. Yeah. Um, a lot of common denominators there, Em. Yeah. You know, we're a bit different in age. Yep. So it's not even that it happened at the same age, but mm. I can see there's a lot of common. So we were both caught in the, the busy yeah. lifestyle, the, you know, thought that that was the way forward to, to do and to push and to force Absolutely. and to, you know. Um, that's not always the. No. I think it's a, it's a common pathway though yeah. because, again, there's a programming or a conditioning that, Absolutely. you know, we must have it this way, you know. Mm. The. Um, the person's going to show up on the, you know, white horse and rescue us and we're going to live in the castle and we're going to have this and do this and buy this and, you know, it's a fairy tale sort of. Exactly. That we're fairy tale. fed right from the start. Yeah. So the, And the fairy tale um, is something that it comes across my mind all the time of like for me I've never really fit into the boxes in my life. I've always found myself outside the box, not fitting into the social norms or not fitting into School great, like just everything has always felt like I was on the outer. Yeah. Um, and that's actually been a blessing. It's a blessing now. At the yeah. time it's pretty harrowing, isn't it, to yeah. feel like that? Absolutely. I felt like the black sheep in my family too. I yep. felt like um, I was different and and I didn't fit and I, I could see things that they didn't and I judged mm. that as, you know, wrong or bad or, you know, that they knew the way because they were all doing it the same way, yeah. living life and thinking things were important and I I just didn't see things the same way. So it's it, it can be quite harrowing when you feel like you're the odd one out. Yeah. You don't fit. Absolutely. Um, but I think it's a real clue that your soul's come in for a very particular mission and purpose. Yes. And the difference that you're already picking up on 
you know, is what you're something you need to feel through and feel separate and rejected or abandoned from again mm. because some of that core wounding can really actually take us to great places eventually. It's all part of the learning. You know? Absolutely. Mm. I totally agree with that. And, um, yeah, it, it feels like shit when you're going through it. We're not going <laughs> to sugarcoat things here. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. But there is another side. Yes. And it's, you know, that I think of a lot of what we're going to talk on this podcast is the way through and then also on the other side of, yes. of the work doesn't stop. Mm. You know, we're, we're constantly facing um, our stories, our wounds, our fairy tales. Yes. Um, but learning to sit with ourselves, yes. learning to, to pull back from the matrix basically and, and, and see how things really are, Yeah. question how things really are. Um, and for me, I'm, I'm not one that will ever sit down and, believe the narrative of what's fed to me on ABCY news, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So, um, yeah, it's, we'll be doing a lot of questioning, won't we? It's going to be very much a questioning. See what our truths are in that. Yeah. And, and the listeners can come up to their own conclusions. Absolutely. We certainly don't need them to take on our perspectives or No, we don't have all truth. the answers. No, we don't. We have our mm-hmm. own truths, but mm-hmm. um, that's all we've got. Yeah, exactly. And, they, each and they keep changing, if you notice. Oh, yes. That's interesting as we as we yeah. grow and evolve, you know, some of those truths grow and evolve too. Mm-hmm. So that's also interesting. Another thing I just want to pick up on is another similarity in our stories mm. um, is there seemed to be a challenge or a trauma point, something, we you know, which was individually very unique to us. Um, but it did take us to a point where our bodies, our physical, mental, emotional body reactions mm. caused us to really start deeply questioning. Yeah. What the hell's going on? Why? What? Where am I? What's going? What is this about? Yeah. You know, it, it's a it's a turning point. Absolutely. It, it seems to be a rite of passage for most humans um, for their souls to throw some sort of um, hissy fit tantrum slash necessary event. Yes. <laughs> Um, for us to really start looking, yeah, and wake up. Absolutely. And when when I started waking up, uh, one of my very first mentors, she spoke about the feather rock truck. Oh, I haven't heard analogy. Of that. And so, um, the best way I can describe it is that you you know you'll get a little a little push, so it's mm-hmm. light as a feather, and it will keep happening. Come on, pay attention, pay attention. These are something things that you'll just notice along the way. They're small. You might not even take it consciously in. Yes. Um, and if you stop, don't pay attention then, yes. you're going to get hit by a rock or two. Yeah. So yeah. the message gets louder. Yes. The delivery gets louder, yes. can be more painful yeah. um, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Then you'll get hit by the truck mm. and that's where we get floored. Mm. That's where we end up in the fetal position. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's also where the opportunity for the biggest breakthrough yeah. comes from. Um, yeah. And having that insight and that knowledge has just allowed me also that ability to step back and see things. I'm not good at it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's certainly times that, that still really test you and you go, is this a feather rock or truck moment? Yeah. Am I in the fetal position? Why am I being hit by a truck? Which What am I doing wrong here? Yeah, yeah. I've um, I've taken the wrong, not the wrong, but like I've taken a path that's, that's led me away from my true self. Yes. Um, so I, I really like that. And that's all part of it as well. It is. It's yeah. so necessary, you know, the forgetting, the remembering, the yes. wrong track or what appears to be the wrong path um, that all still leads to the same place eventually. You yeah. Know? It, it's amazing. 
And there was another similarity. I'm just trying to remember um, what we're talking about just not long ago. <laughs> just to, um, there was another context and I was like, oh, that was interesting at how similarity. might have been around the timing, actually. You said you were around 28, 29. Yeah. And at that timing um, or age, for me, I had my first child and sure. I was thrown into um, the experience of postnatal depression. And what it was really about, which I didn't realise at the time because I hadn't suffered depression up till that point. Yeah, wow. Um, but I was just trying to, being an Aries and, um, you know, the strong, stubborn soul that I've, or, or really it's not my soul that's stubborn, but my human self, um, you know, coming in for that experience of needing to control everything with the childhood that I had. And we'll get sure. definitely get to our childhoods eventually when people get to know us. <laughs> it doesn't scare the shit out of them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and I had the – so, I, yeah, I had to work through my issues of control. And a child – I don't know if you know this, Em, because you no, don't have, I don't children, have children. But um, – they can't be controlled. <laughs> they what, they've got their own minds? Yeah, they don't come with a manual and they, they can't be worked out that for me it wasn't easy. It yeah. was a really difficult path to trust and to be able to flow and let things happen. I mm. wanted, you know, I was used to lists and schedules and, and highly masculine very way, energy. Very much way of doing it, yeah, yeah to, you know, feel, which we've to all, feel safe. Um, in some degree or in our lives use that masculine energy because it is, it is useful. Mm. It has its place, but yeah. it's not everything. And it was definitely extreme for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as a society, as a culture, we certainly prioritize the use of the masculine energy. Yeah. Um, and it's only just now, as, um, you know, women are achieving equality and um, there's a lot more awareness in, in society about that, that the feminine aspect and the feminine energy is being called upon mm. to understand some of these emotional mental aspects of what's going on yeah um because and we both have so masculine tipped. and feminine right yeah just want to clarify that for the listeners absolutely and, you know for the and i'm sure most that are tuning in are are on board with that but just want to clarify that we're, no matter what our gender we both have male and female or masculine and feminine energies within but there tends to be an imbalance in that and we're generally mm. working from one aspect more strongly which then becomes the distorted version of that and I was definitely living a distorted masculine mm-hmm. existence where I thought I had to force things and I had to make things happen I didn't there was no other co-creation or connection sure. with a higher power at that time it was all like I'm here to do this myself and you know extreme independence and mm-hmm. it was all protective and safety based and control based yeah um which is why a child thrown in that mix was like pretty full-on absolutely so yeah and I had the same experience with all three of my children but to lessening degrees as I learned to let go and trust and move through um, needing to know and wanting to have certainty about their their routine and what they're going to do in the next 10 minutes in the next half an hour and you know because I couldn't function in that it felt like I had to um there was all this rigidity within my system that I had to break through and break free of and it took quite a number of years so it's so interesting mm-hmm. around the same age 28 29 you know where when I had my first child that you were having a dip, very unique and different experience yeah. but nonetheless a very awakening experience absolutely and I think everyone's awakening point is very unique and different Definitely. you know you can be young old it doesn't actually age is actually irrelevant it's, it's irrelevant it, it's when you're truly ready and I felt like I had a early awakening experience mm. in my 1920 
around that age, I was invited off to a spiritual circle. Sure. Um, much older women there. I was the youngest one and we had all asked to put a piece of jewellery in the plate on the way in and keep that all very quiet and then pick up the piece and then um, hold it and be able to read off it. Sure. And I had no experience of this before. Mm. And um, I could immediately do it and I sensed all of this energy and all of this information and it absolutely blew my mind and scared the absolute bejesus out of me. Like absolutely. I, you know, I went for a little while but I just I had to shut it down. I had to push it down. I had to like pretend that that, that did not exist within me because at 19 or 20 it felt really like very scary. Absolutely. I did, there was so, un, so much unknown and his this young adult that had these control issues was trying to protect herself and you know master a life that was very uh, different from Mm. her childhood she was trying to prove a point and get away from all of that so that felt very unsafe that did not feel like I could you know master my life if I let myself go in that direction I felt too out of control to let that emerge at that point yeah so I stuffed it down yep real good (laughs) (laughs) did do you remember an early awakening experience um I and and I've been racking my brain over this um my memories are really kind of strange and sometimes I really can't place their their timing or what have you but I would um I'm trying to grab onto a particular memory at the time at at the moment but I just can't get to it. However, I know I was always really interested as a kid in rocks and crystals. Mm. I remember going, my dad taking me to one of the big mines, I think, down in South Gippsland and just being fascinated by things like pyrite and geodes and all these other things. And I was started collecting, you know, these sheets of tiny little crystals and rocks and, like, they were my most precious things and, um yeah, that, so it was, but it also became a bit of a, oh, you're a little bit strange because you, yeah, you're the, you're our kid that collects rocks. Yes, you're our kid that's interested in this. Yes. and very funnily enough, my brother ended up becoming a ge- geologist. Oh, that's in his career. That's so he went and studied all of these things, and so I have a different take on them to what yes. he does. He's very scientific based. Did you feel they were very alive to yeah. you at that time? Like yeah, your energy was like it was very present and you're Absolutely. aware of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, what age are you talking? I would have, I would say probably seven to ten. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um and as a as a child I didn't didn't sleep until I was five years old. Wow. I need to know everything that was going on. I needed Yeah. Um I'm still fascinated. If you the way to get me to shut up when <laughs> I was a baby was put me in the pram and take me outside and let me look at the stars. Yes. Yeah. Um I missed the stars. Yes. Exactly. So um, but I was also fearful of the night. So yeah. it was this real, like it was real challenging childhood. My mother probably would like, you know, five years of sleep back. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I was always called the night owl. Yeah. Um, that's, this is a memory I was trying to grab onto. As a child, had this recurring nightmare that I thought at the time and it, and it freaked me out. It was this owl that would keep visiting me and, and I just would always get up crying and run to my parents' bedroom my mum's bedroom, just in absolute fear. And it was only maybe 12 months ago that I put the pieces together. Mm. The owl has kept repeating throughout my life yes. in different stages. About six years ago I had a I started a photography business and my my logo was an owl. 
Mm. And then, you know, throughout all these things, every time I'd come back to calling, calling in spirit, calling in source, a lot of the time the owl as my spirit animal will come back. Yeah, I love it. And so I did some work with dream meanings and dream understandings a little while ago and that's when I put together, well, it actually wasn't a nightmare, it was protection. There was yes. chaos in my family. Yes. My family was breaking down. I was the eldest trying to protect my brothers and sisters yeah. um, and the owl was there to help protect yeah. me. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, that, that. Um, it's taken, you know, 20-odd years, 25 yeah. years for me to put that spiritual experience together yeah to recognize what it what it was doesn't all make always make sense in the moment does Correct. it that's the thing about this journey awakening mm. you know awakening to the truth of who we are because from the and we're going to go into this further in the next podcast series but let's just set the paint the picture for yes. everyone because my understanding and my truth is that we come to earth to learn and grow and evolve as a soul. So we come yes. into the human 3D experience and we there's a soul blueprint. So we choose our parents, we mm-hmm. choose all the details. Um, but the minute we're born into that, with all of that predestined, fated, you know, things set, in, set down, yep. with a lot of free will as well in there yes. for the human ride, you know, yes. tangents and all the necessary free will of the human experience. Then we forget. So the birthing mm-hmm. process, you know, not long after we are born into the human body or the soul is mm. incarnated. Or the meat suit. Yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, there's a forgetting that, Absolutely. that, you know, amnesia, a forgetting. So we we don't know that we're enough and complete mm. as a soul experience, you know, yes. or, or our soul essence. Yeah. We forget that. So this whole awakening journey is, a, is really about back to remembering yeah. the truth of who we are and yet it's like a giant bloody jigsaw puzzle Isn't that it? doesn't always make sense in the moment it doesn't always make sense the next day or in six as you said 20, 20 years, years. Yeah. you know it can it just all can drop in at different times but it is like this invisible thread mm. of everything that ta- that moves and is connected and that you can't always understand or see absolutely but eventually i do believe it starts to reveal itself and there's there's a school children. There's a school children. Ding ding bell. School's out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it's it's a fascinating ride, and I'm so excited to be doing this podcast with you. Me too. And to having conscious, aware conversations about yeah. all sorts of things. Everything. Things that we don't Everything. know much about, and things we know more about, and sure. things we're interested in and questioning ourselves. Yeah. We'll share our journeys. Yeah things that we're having trouble with navigating, things that hopefully we can help you as the listener to find a little easier with some understanding because knowledge can be powerful mm. <laughs> in the awakening journey. Sometimes it can get in the way. Yeah. Let's be honest. Sometimes there is such a thing as too much knowledge. Yeah. Trying to work it out through the mind. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's just got to be experienced, doesn't it? Yeah. And to be trusted. Correct. And we'll go into that more. Sounds is there fine. anything else you want to add as um, we're wrapping up, people getting to know us just a little yeah, bit more? Yeah, um, I think, you know. Why do we want to do this, Em? Why, why are we doing this? <laughs> yeah. um, I think this is something that you and I were, were going to end up on a path. Yeah, um, talk to. about that quickly. Yeah. So How we come across each yeah, other. Yeah, so I moved um, from Melbourne to regional Victoria about two and a half years ago. Yeah. And is that prior- what it was? Yeah, it 2018. It feels like we've had a lifetime together since Doesn't then. it? Doesn't it? There's been so many experiences. It's two and a half years ago. Yeah, yeah. Unless I've got one year out of date, but I'm pretty sure it's two and a half years ago. That's blowing me away. 
Um, and yeah. so prior to me moving, I was like going, I was very spiritual. I was still aligned with my spirituality and, and still seeking. And I knew I wanted to find a way of meeting like-minded people up here. Um, and so I started looking for meditation groups, um, you know, those those left of centre experiences. Yeah. Um, and I stumbled across Sally. And mm. I you shot you a message. You did, straight through social media yeah, on straight, a business page. Yep. And I said, hey, I see you've got some, some meditation classes running. Um, see that you do some readings. I'd love to get a reading um, and chat to you about your meditation classes. And yeah. from there it was, yeah, you just fired a message back. And, and um, I don't even know that you went inbox at that time. I think it was straight up on the page. Could have been straight it? up on you the page. You might have answered something or I just remember thinking immediately your energy stood out to me and I was like, oh, we're going to we're gonna know each other. Yeah. Like there's there's a, a connection here. There's yep. something more deeply than I'll just be doing a reading for you. Yeah. And I remember I commented, uh, not, it wasn't long, whether it, wasn't it was long, then or yeah. not long after we connected when you got here. Yeah, and it was like we, we knew mm. we were going to yeah. work together in various shapes and forms and this which, is the next yeah, involvement of it, isn't it? Because how did it actually start? Did you come for a session? I came for a couple of sessions, I think, and yeah. then you told me about the meditation group That's right. um, that um, you thought I'd, I'd fit right into. Which has proven to be life-changing. Absolutely. You, completely you, life-changing. Which we'll get more into. We'll, we'll delve into that Because this is a whole story yeah. about meditation group that's yes. really exciting yeah. and um, took Em on a really interesting, beautiful journey, which yeah. we'll get to at some point, yes, and, and my um role in that you know yep. so we'll, we'll keep that to ourselves yeah. here's some breadcrumbs for you to yeah, tune some, in again yeah, soon exactly <laughs> and yeah meditation group group was awesome it taught me so much hosting and holding yeah. those groups and um you learn a whole lot at that time too and then what else have we done together so it's it's really the sessions together yeah we've done a lot of sessions and then together. you went off and um you know you've been doing social media so yeah so really talked too much about that because yeah. you support me quite heavily in the background of yeah. my work now. Yeah. Um, so I've been running my own business for nearly two years mm-hmm. um, in social media, digital marketing, um, but it's it's certainly coming to a point where um, I guess, you know, seeing just how manipulative marketing can be, and I mean it's something that I've always been aware with, aware of. Yep. It's something that I've always positioned myself away from yep. in the in the manipulation side of things. Yeah. Um, very much believe in, you know, talking about the goodness of someone's services or products that help someone or solve someone's problem. Yes. Um, but to me now, just the, the space that it's evolving into isn't isn't aligning with my yes. Um, my heart and my soul anymore. Yeah. So I'm, I'm because kinda, of because of that uh, ugly energy underneath it. Yeah. If I can put it that way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There's a disconnect there, mm. which. Um, I'm probably resisting, yeah. if I'm completely honest, yeah. in that I'm I'm resistant to step away, but I'm yeah. a resistant to stay as yes. well. So it's a bit of a stuck in the middle energy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm now I'm moving into more aligning with business owners that are getting their courses online, mm-hmm. um, and we'll be doing some work, Sally mm-hmm. and I, for yeah. her Wild and Free course shortly. Hence, why the podcast is called Wild and Free. Yeah, podcast exactly. series because it's going to feed into being able to share a lot of that powerful content. So we're busy in the background putting together 
uh, six module content. and a platform and, yeah, he was doing all the magic behind the scenes. Yeah. So looking forward to launching that in 2021, early 2021. Yes. Jan, Feb yes, is, is our goal. Yep. Um, so stay stay tuned. Tuned for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're looking it's forward to that. It's an exciting space, I think. Um, um, you know, COVID, if anything else, has shown us that we've we've got to be open to evolving and, and changing absolutely. the way we work and connect and um, diversifying that. Yeah. And I'm I'm ready to reach more people mm. and to make a real impact and difference. And I am making a real impact and difference, but spread it out to all those that don't want to work one to one and want to be able to have access online and do it at their pace and yeah. still get all the information of awakening and finding the wild and free true self and come back to remembering and all the things we're going to be talking yeah. about on the podcast. Um, yeah, I'm excited to to launch that and get yeah. that out there and. Um, at a, a great price point that everyone will be able to do yeah. and afford to do and take their time doing. Yeah, mm. absolutely. It's, mm. um, it's a really exciting space for you and, and for so many awakening women. Mm. Um, it's such a supportive course and, you know, I've, I've seen its effects um, firsthand in my partner and who yes. still raves about the course, who yes. was one of your first yeah. participants. She was one of my first ever program clients yeah. for the mentoring side of yeah. things so yeah she was mm. and we might have to get her on as a guest oh absolutely yeah because yeah. uh, her journey is but is continuing to be phenomenal yes and what a absolute privilege it's been to witness mm. her change in career in herself life, in her life every aspect has changed yeah. in what 18 months 18 months yeah yeah massive even, which yeah. is the whole point of why i do what yeah. i do yeah uh, so it's exciting times. Uh, can't wait to keep having these conversations. Cool. Me but too. what a great start. I think that's given the listeners a, a little bit Absolutely. about us. We'll continue to keep sharing. Yeah. There's so much more. There is. Uh, there is. So, so much more. But this definitely gives them a taste of who we are, why would you want to hang out and listen, what you're going to be in for, why we're doing what we're doing. And um, it's really just about sharing, just yeah. being ourselves, sharing what we think is our truth or at least get your feedback because yeah. we're open to that too. Absolutely. You know, if you think we're waffling on and it's there's no truth to it and you've got a different perspective, we'd love to hear that as well. Absolutely. Yeah, so. Being a Sagittarian and an Aries, we're, yeah. we're more than happy to sit around Fire and have a, have a debate, have a discussion. <laughs> it's not an argument, it's a debate or a discussion. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> we'll bring the passion and the fire yeah. and the questioning and the. Yeah. Yeah, we, we will, won't we? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's us. That's us. That's episode one. Yeah, welcome, guys. Welcome. Mm.